Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's popping, Ricardo. What's up, bro? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. It's going to be interesting. This Thursday night football game. This one seems fun. Because there's a lot of fantasy guys up attached. It might not be a very fun game. Of, what is it? A bunch of 500 teams duking it out. Yeah. I mean, there's some wild card implications. That whoever, is fair. Whoever wins is kind of in a good spot. And whoever loses is uh, <laughs> He's kind really of screwed. kind of toasted. Um, but anyway... Today we're going to talk about the Thursday night football game and give you a Thursday night fantasy football preview uh, into Week 14's matchup between the Vikings and the Steelers. Uh, and the first first matchup of Week 14, the first matchup of your final regular season matchup, where you're trying to make the playoffs right now. we got to help you make those decisions uh, to, a, to, to make the playoffs and beyond. So, yeah. I'm excited to talk about this game. A lot of fantasy guys. There is. There are a lot of fancy guys in this one. Better than the Jets and the Falcons. Might as well shoot myself. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> um, oh, did we have a Thursday night game with Jets? No, it was the, the Jets and the Falcons played subsequent weeks, so it was like we, oh. we didn't even, oh, we didn't even yeah, talk yeah. about anybody on that side. Yeah. Matt Ryan? No. Cordell Patterson? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Why is he good, by the way? They use him like McCaffrey. But he's also actually been good. Like for the first time in his career, like his uh, opportunity, like he gets like five yards of carry. Is this like, is this like Mike Davis oh. last year? I kind of, but it's Mike Davis times ten. Because uh, Mike Davis know, was. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be even. You know how like Mike Davis went up and everyone was like, oh, no one else is gonna be there, and they were like, okay, we're gonna draft Mike Davis, and people got excited about yeah. that, and then Mike Davis ended up blowing chunks. This year, I feel like the the higher the rise with the Falcons, the harder the fall. Yeah, Patterson's gonna true. blow next year. I I don't know if he's gonna blow, but he's definitely gonna disappoint people. That's for sure. He's yeah. also thirty years old. That's so what like, I'm saying, bro. Yeah, I don't know. If you have Patterson in a in a dynasty league, <laughs> now's the time. To why start. is he Why is he still on your team? That's, I guess so you're trying to. Championship run, might as well keep. Bro, him. I was talking. I, I did. It's completely unrelated to the conversation we were just having. But uh, earlier this season, um, I traded when Mike Williams was going freaking off a wall. Oh yeah, I traded. You were right on that. I traded Keenan Allen. I traded for Keenan Allen and traded Mike Williams away. It was just an even swap. It's a good deal. Yeah, now Mike Williams is getting like four points a game. <laughs> back he had, to, he had, he had back to OG Mike Williams. Week. How many did he have this week? 14. Oh, there you go. Okay. Keenan Allen though, had like 20. So now my now my dilemma in this Dynasty League is uh, do I do I sell oh, Keenan Allen? You should. Keenan Allen also tested positive for COVID this week. Yeah, I know. I guess. Don't remind me. Helps my tank. Yeah, helps the tank. Helps the, the last week tank of the tank, season so tank, that I can make tank. sure somebody doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> there you go. No, but uh, I will say, uh, what do you think I can get for Keenan Allen? Uh, in the off season, you might be able to get a, fir- a late first. 
He's like 30 years old, so I mean, that's not an awful deal. Maybe I should just ride him out. Yeah, you can do that, too. I don't know if that's a good idea. If I trade him, then I'm going to have to wait for a receiver. Hope a receiver works out and then wait for them to develop into a star. I mean, if you you did it a year earlier, you could have got... This year also... We'll talk about this in the offseason. Sorry to cut you off, Rick, but this year also is like maybe one of the worst classes I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. That's why I tried to tell you last year, though, because you were like, these rookie receivers, like, they won't develop. Like, I mean, they are not perfect. They're definitely not perfect, but they're like Chase and Waddle and Smith are all like startable some weeks. I didn't say least. any rookies wouldn't be startable. This upcoming year, I'm though, saying it's this- not worth drafting Jamar Chase. Well, see, it kind of worked out that it- way in the beginning of the season. But like it's not worth drafting a wide receiver was. in the top five rounds. I'm not into that. Well, eh, yeah, I mean Chase Chase was kind of kind of did work, but he's been crappy lately. Um, but overall, like those rookie, even though they're rookie receivers, like they're good. Mm-hmm. This upcoming year, I probably am going to agree with you. I don't think there's anybody that's going to be. I'm like, it's scared. kind of a bad draft. I, I'm hoping that there are some people. I think Matchy's coming out. John Mechie from Alabama. I really liked him. He tore his ACL. He tore his ACL, so, and he didn't really have a good going to fall in the draft. He'll probably he, like a fourth-round pick. Oh, I know. He didn't He didn't have – the stupid part is that he didn't have a – he didn't really have a great season to begin with. Um, I don't know if Mechie is – I feel like Mechie – like, we look at all the Alabama receivers, and like they're like, they all can't be good. I feel like Mechie is one of the guys that have benefited from Tua and Mac Jones a little bit. Yeah, yeah, probably. I do like him. He seems like when I watched, I was watching him on film. No, he's solid. I I think he's you know, he's an NFL receiver. I just don't know if he's like a great NFL receiver. Does that make sense? No, I don't. I don't know either. I, well, he's. I don't think anyone in this class is really. I mean, there's probably a couple of guys, but Chris Olave could be good from Ohio State. The quarterbacks are a disaster. Oh well, the guy from Liberty. Is I don't know if he's actually going to be good. You're in on him. No, well, I am. I mean, but not not necessarily because like anything about him. It's just the fact that he's a running quarterback too. Yeah. So for fantasy purposes, like I think he's going to be pretty good if he gets the opportunity. And he's you like know, a, you, you know, know the top, uh, if he's a top ten pick in the NFL draft. The other receiver to watch for Alabama this year, Slade Bolden. Slade Bolden. That sounds like a he's gonna get undrafted. He's gonna be an undrafted rookie (laughs) signing by Bill Belichick. Watch. He's a white slot receiver in in Nick Saban's offense. Hundred percent going to the Patriots and an undrafted rookie. He blows too. Yeah, Matchy didn't have a great year. Not happy with that. Uh but either way, all right, let's let's talk about fans. I was gonna say Get the college show out of the way. Bro, I was going to say, I was going to start. Uh, I'll say this after I do the intro, but check our website, fanschampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review, share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for noties, and not like and comment down below. My point was, I was going to say, uh, people were getting lit about Michigan this week. Oh, yeah. They were Michigan. going on. They were like, oh, my God. Michigan blew out. Iowa State, they should be number one. And I'm like, yeah, but Iowa, Iowa State was like number 15. <laughs> Alabama beats Georgia by two scores. 
the number one team in the country. No, I agree. And Bama should like, be number one. Oh, like it's Bama just, should be number one. I know Michigan you hate them because huge... they win every year, but like that's that's like they. Michigan is one of those colleges. Country. It's because of this. Say they have a huge fan. I was gonna say it's because of this. They have a huge fan base, and they haven't been relevant, even with like oh, Jim Michigan? Harbaugh being there. Yeah. They haven't been relevant since like the nineties. So now that they're here, they're like it's like a huge. It's like when the Chiefs first became like really good again. They're the new they Clemson. Kind of, yeah. Except but, they um, put them right. They put them right in the Final Four. There's a video I saw on Instagram. It was so funny. It's a guy like. He's crying to the camera, and he's like, "I'm proud of you, boys. I wish I was on the field with you every day." He's just like a Michigan fan. He's like a dad had a Michigan hat on. He's he's like in full tears, crying. Are you he's like, me? "I wish I could have been on the field. You all gave it your heart. You gave it everything you had." He's like, "I wish I was there with you." <laughs> so funny. It was, uh, it was. Go go follow um for if you do if you if you're into uh what is it called um. Kevin Coleman, I think it's his last name. Our boy Kev. Yeah. Um, what does he do? Is it? Uh, I can't remember. Devi. Devi. Thank you. If you do Devi, he's a great guy to follow. Um, he writes content for Fantasy Pros. But um, I w- I followed. I was following him on Twitter, and he loves college football. Watches it every Saturday. If I watch college football and NFL football, I'm pretty sure my wife would kill me in my sleep. So that is something I yeah. probably never do. Besides highlights and full games at the end of the season. <laughs> I follow it. I, I watch the national championship. I'll I follow, I follow it. I actually followed it a lot more this year than I normally do, but I just never watch the games. Uh, but anyway, he said, yeah. he said that if Michigan and Alabama play each other at any point in the college football playoffs, that uh, there's a good shot just based on how the teams are constructed, that Alabama is going to pants Michigan. I'm kind of, I hate Alabama, but it would kind of be funny to see that. Because the Michigan fan base, I honestly think Georgia's going like, to pants them. <laughs> be honest with you, like yeah, they, they've been playing really well and they've had a lot of really good games and they've done amazing stuff, but um, they have not been in the Final Four in the college football playoff. They haven't been in a contention for the for the top four seeds in the country or the top four colleges in the country for a long time, and so this is like they're either going to show up and play lights out or they're going to show up and get absolutely dominated by one of these teams. It's there every year. Yeah. So anyway, college football, this is not a program for us. Yeah. We took like 10 minutes for college football, but that's all right. I'm ready to talk about the draft. I don't know about you. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so many bad players. It's going to be the I worst know. month of this my draft life. Is, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Thursday night football on this show. Um, 20 minutes, try to get it done in 20, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, so let's jump into the, uh, obviously the Viking Steelers, as we said earlier, let's jump into the, like, excuse me, the Vikings first. Um, Kirk Cousins at Steelers, not really a, uh, juicy matchup. Not something that I'm like, I hate that phrase too, by the way, the vernacular juicy matchup. That's like, what? Like we're not eating a steak right now. We're talking about fantasy football. He was our start uh, of the week last week, wasn't he? I believe so. And he got 22 against Detroit, so it didn't do too bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, he has Pittsburgh this week. Pittsburgh's another like middle-of-the-road kind of mediocre matchup, and yeah. he could see some success in this game. He's actually, yeah. I mean, on the season he's had, and this is, uh, I'm going to go to another league that's four-point <clears throat> touchdown just to um, make the numbers right. But 
Statistically, he's having a career year. Actually. Yeah, he's having he's having a really good year, and the fantasy numbers are are showing that as well. He's had 22, 24, 24, 11, 14, 27, bye week 12, 21, 16, 24, 16, 19. So he's had some really good games. In a four-point touchdown league, 18, 19 fantasy points will get the job done. Um so I think he's I think he's playing rather decently. That's his like I think twenty five points is his, his ceiling. Yeah, just yeah, based he, on he's like not score more than that. But. Like you can't expect him like Mahomes for example. You could you can you can reasonably expect a range of outcomes from like fifteen fantasy points to forty. Uh, Kirk Cousins <laughs> yep. isn't putting up forty, <laughs> but he is a good streamable option. He's a good player to start in games where he has an easy matchup. Um, Pittsburgh, I don't know if it's easy matchup per se. Um, yeah. If you have him and there's just no other options, I would go with Cousins. But if you have another quarterback who's decent for fantasy football, like say you know Taysom or Kirk Cousins, um, I might start I'm Taysom over Kirk Cousins. I'm starting Taysom. Yeah, um, Cousins is actually like, and I've always you know hated Kirk Cousins. I've been a big anti Cousins, but I gotta give due where credit is due. All right, he's been good no, this year. Like- Mac, is that... what is it? So is that why you don't like Mac? No, 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 no. That's just. Well, I mean, <laughs> partly that's <laughs> that's how it was at least. But no, um, yeah, Cousins in the past to me, I, he's still not the best, but he's played really, really well. I think this mm-hmm. year only his twenty-five touchdowns to three, three interceptions yeah. is ridiculous. It's good. Um. I know a lot of people like Stephen A. Smith was blaming Kirk Cousins that they lost the the winless Lions, but he played good. You like I thought he, was, had he played very Lions. good, and he actually scored a a touchdown with like two minutes left to mm-hmm. take the lead, and then the Lions went down and scored with with no time, so he didn't even get another chance. So I thought he played well. Mm-hmm. He's played well all year. It's just We're against Pittsburgh who. Pittsburgh's in middle of the pack for, against quarterbacks, but they yeah. also had a couple games without Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. And in those games, teams lit them up. So I think the stats yeah. are a little, you a little know, bit lopsided. Little, yeah, because when those guys are fully healthy, the Steelers' defense has been like top 10 in the league. I've, uh, and I know this past week, Lamar, I don't think, did great against no, them. He sucked. He had 14. Yeah, he only, him. yeah, well, he had 18, I guess, just from rushing. Um, but passing wise, he wasn't great. Uh, I don't think Cousins gets like he's not going to play awful. Um, but I don't think he gets if more. Can, than, like, and it's on Thursday night too. So like, and it's on Thursday night. I think this is like a 15, 16 fantasy point game for Cousins. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either that or he goes off and, and gets thirty, and we're just. Yeah, I mean that could happen too. Who knows? I mean, I'll take it. Justin Jefferson gets like three touchdowns. Um, yeah. yeah, if you're in a dynasty league, obviously Superflex, he's probably. Uh, he's a really good QB two, but in a redraft, basically like what we One usually talk about, yeah. um, he's, you know, he's probably to me like a high end QB two. So you're not really going out of your way to start. That. Now I will say, um, I think the, I don't know if it's the reason he's having a career year because the touchdown interception ratio has, has been absurd on the season. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you put the numbers in based on like, the qualifying statistics, obviously, but he might have one of the lowest interception total among starting quarterbacks this year. I don't know the yeah. numbers on that, but either way, um, they have been, and I've been, I drafted Delvin Cook this year, so I've been watching and Alexander Madison. So <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing go. or a bad thing, but uh, 
I, it was a smart move. I'll say that every single week Dalvin Cook was out, but I watched this team and they're they're passing it a little bit too much. They've gone away from their identity of running the ball, um, and they're passing it a lot more than they usually do, which would yeah. lead to Kirk Cousins having a career year. And there are some points where it's like his numbers look good, but if you actually watch the games, the offense stagnates a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it could you know. I like I do like Kirk Cousins. I think he's I think he's uh you know he's a good quarterback for what it is, but he's also one of those quarterbacks where like you look at you know plop plop Mac Jones in Minnesota right now and they have the same win total. Um <laughs> where you take Mac Jones, you put him on New England with a good defense, and all of a sudden it changes everything. Um so I think I think that's most of the reason why Minnesota can't get out of their own way is just defense really isn't playing up to the level they I think have. that's their problem is their defense is not that good but anyway yeah, they have been sorry what were you going to say I was just going to say I don't think their offense is the problem no, for the most part I know they get I know you're right they do sometimes get um, kind of stuck sometimes like but the, like they, they still have like a top 12 offense well rant for a second about the Raiders because <laughs> we got okay. out of the blue that's random, it reminded sure. me of that do you know how much the Raiders throw the football? And and, and they, they have a running back they by the name of Josh Jacobs because... who's actually good. Like, if you look at his numbers, he's actually a good running back. Just give him the ball. How hard is it for you? From the get-go sounds like in the game. sounds like someone who owns Josh Jacobs in the league. What would you say? I said this sounds like someone who owns Josh yes. Jacobs. Yes. Multiple, actually. But... <laughs> like, it just drives me... It, dri- it does drive me nuts because, like... It drives me nuts when it's bad football. Like when you when you know, like the Raiders could be good and they could have this dynamic, like equilibrium with the running back and the passing attack, and and they have a decent quarterback to do it. And they and they just they come out in the first second quarter, just tossing the ball all over the yard, trying to get the ball, and they go three and out every single time. And then they start dumping it off to Josh Jacobs or handing it off and starting to get the play action going. It's like everything opens up for the whole offense, and they don't figure it out until the fourth quarter. Is he really? I mean, he's averaging three point eight yards a carry this year. That's not, that's kind of gross. <laughs> just saying, you're you're hurting my soul right now. I just mean like they don't have a balance. Even if they even no, if they it's should. not Josh Jacobs, there's no balanced attack. Like even Kenyon, they like, should right now there. because Henry Ruggs obviously decided to go three hundred miles per hour on the highway, and then they also didn't have Darren Waller. So their top targets were uh, Renfro and what Brian Edwards. Needed? And Zay Jones, like you have Josh Jacobs, I think they should be a run first team. But yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know why they 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 do like to pass a lot. It's because the numbers say, show that when uh, Carr has like three hundred plus passing yards and like two touchdowns, uh, they win. But yeah. I feel like if you put those numbers for any team, that the percentages would be that you win. <laughs> no, it's just because he had like really good games. Yeah. So Whatever. anyway. Um, back to what we were talking about. Justin Jefferson has had a really, really good season this year. Um, he's getting targeted out the wazoo. 14 targets this past week. Um, he is the wide been... receiver two in fantasy. Woo! Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dang, bro. Jeez, if Swift was not on the board, I was, I was going to take Jefferson. That was the guy. Jefferson he was like, yeah, I was uh, sitting there thinking about Jefferson or Brown. And I took both of them and AJ well, Brown blows. Um, yeah. 
But anyway, uh, it, Justin Jefferson has been getting targeted a lot. That was one thing I was a little bit concerned about with the style of you know play that the Vikings have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at last year, and he he was getting targeted a lot down the the end stretch of the season, uh, and that has continued into this year. So, um, with that being said, he's the wide receiver too. He's a top ten wide receiver. You got to start him. Oh yeah, you got to start him. I'm pretty lit because I have him in uh one two i have him three dynasty leagues yo that's pretty good <laughs> i wish i had any of him i really want a jamar chase like in all my dynasty i mean leagues. i don't have you have cd lamb in leagues and i have zero cd lamb so we're even in that. that's fair um Adam Thielen has been decent on the year. There's been some really good games, some really not so good games. He's kind of like a roller coaster almost. Um, and before he got hurt, he's wide receiver 13 on the season. I'd say he's, yeah, he's pretty solid. Um, and he was wide receiver 13 on the year, and he had uh, missed most of the week 13 matchup uh, due to injury. Uh, so he, he is estimated as a DNP on Monday. I don't know how extensive his injury is from the game, the ankle injury, but I will say I do not think he's playing Wednesday night. And if he does not play Wednesday night, obviously if he plays, I feel he got Thursday night. Sorry. Why did I say Wednesday night? Um, if <laughs> Thursday he does not football. play, I'm so screwed up right now. Um, if there's never been a Wednesday night football game in my like existence and I somehow it's Wednesday night. If he does not play Thursday night, I am okay maybe riding in KJ Osborne. Me too. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play. And um, that would leave an opportunity for KJ Osborne, who I think um, could be decent. I'm not like starting him just to start him. Uh, but if you need a play, he, he could be very solid. He's probably going to be the number two option in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook is probably going to be out this this week, right? Sorry, we'll get to him. But um, so I, so because I was just going to say the pet when it comes to targets. Uh, he would be an option, but um, mm-hmm. if he doesn't play, you know, KJ Osborne is probably going to be the number two guy. So he yeah. could see a lot of targets in that offense um, and could be a good plug and play. I agree. I agree. Could be a very good plug and play on Thursday night. Um, I'm not loving the Pittsburgh passing defense, but um, yeah. KJ Osborne would slide into their slot role. So I like, I like that. Um, Dalvin cook. He did not participate on Monday. Um, this injury was expected to be a two week thing, according to Adam Schefter. Um, and so I would expect him to miss this game on Thursday night and then ride out the next 10 days and just get prepared for, um, week 15. So he should be back by then. Um, but with him being out, if you have Madison, whether he's a handcuff to Dalvin cook, or he's just on your bench, you got to start him. I mean, they're treating him. Literally, like, it's just they took Dalvin Cook's name off the jersey and p- p- pasted on Madison. Yep. So, uh, he, he got to start him. I, I I have him in a league where I didn't handcuff him. I just had him on my bench, and, and mm-hmm. I'm starting him in that league because he's he's going to get the opportunity, and the opportunity is going to lead to fantasy points. So, Yeah, no, I agree. But if Cook plays, don't play Madison, start Cook. <laughs> yes, obviously, yeah. Madison, though, with – um, it is kind of a tougher matchup this week against the Steelers, mm-hmm. uh, but he's going to play the cook role. So he's obviously going to be startable. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think I had him as like the RB six last week. 
um, ranking wise. Like I had him as like a mid RB one this week. He's probably going to be like a low end RB one, a high end RB two against the Steelers. I think. Okay. Sounds good. What about Conklin? You in on Conklin for the, week? uh, you know, with failing out, uh, if you need a plug and play tight end, like you're streaming tight ends, which good luck if you're doing that. I don't know how you're, um, cause he might be, he might be the guy that gets like, I like Osborne and I think he's going to get work, but, uh, this could be the guy that ends up really getting the line yeah, share of the agreed. because he had agreed. nine targets in the game against Detroit. Um, I think he, yeah, he could be a good plug and play for tight end. Again, though, just like Osborne, I'm not playing him just to play him. If you need a tight end this week, though, uh, Conklin's yeah. actually, he's probably available in your league and he's a good plug and play. Okay. Let's jump to the Pittsburgh Steelers quickly um, and go through this roster. Obviously, there's some guys. Um, that for the first time this week, I heard the Big Ben goodbye tour. Um, so it sounds like this could be it for Roethlisberger. It According to uh, it Adam Schefter, be. it is. Okay, yeah, yeah I was going to say it, it should there be. There was a report that came out this past week saying that he's already told teammates and stuff that this is last year. It's like, uh, I don't know if you play Madden, but when you get to the championship and you have a guy who's like ready to retire. They put you through these. Uh, they put the put you through these cut scenes where you're like in the playoffs, and you're like, "You got to win for the, got to win for the guy." Win for this guys. guy, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's about time for Big Ben to go. Um, hey, he's yeah. had a great career, but see you later. <laughs> at this point, in his career, it's like Eli at the end. I'll, he, I, he's better than Eli at the end, yeah. but um, you can he, some of his sometimes he'll do stuff, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what, what the heck are you like, doing?" Yeah, yeah. Um, now his schedule down the stretch here is like really easy um mm-hmm. but he's had one 21 like 120 plus point game on the season and he almost got there against baltimore um i don't know that he's gonna have more if you wanted to stream ben roethlisberger this week would not be a bad week to do it uh but i'm not starting big ben in any format unless it's a super flex league yeah me too um yeah, I'm not really going on my way to start. He has played okay the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. 19 against Baltimore, 22 against the Chargers. Before that, though, he hadn't scored more than 16 points in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not starting against him. Uh, Deontay Johnson, obvious start. Uh, he has yep. gotten 120 targets. <laughs> Might get 200. <laughs> Oh, the, I, he would have to get eighty in five games, so or five or six games. So that's probably not going to happen. But he's going to hit one. He's my wide receiver one in uh, a dynasty league I'm in, and I'm not even that mad about it because he's yeah. playing like it. Um, he was he was one of the biggest draft steals. I'll say that. But he's wide receiver seven right now in half PPR. Um, he's had a really good season. I don't think he's had a game in PPR under uh ten points. Yeah, no, he has not. That's ridiculous. He's got he gets like thirteen game almost. He's been ridiculous. Um, so he's an obvious start. The other the guy on the other side, Chase Claypool, though, yeah. he's not as obvious. He's been disappointing because you you know coming into the season, I liked Claypool even with Juju. Juju goes out, gets hurt, mm. um, and and Chase Claypool comes in. He's been dealing with some injury stuff, obvious some injury stuff, obviously. Um, and there's been some really good weeks for him, but it's been kind of inconsistent. He's either missed a week gotten hurt in a game or just outright scored like two points. So, but there's been some really good games on top of that. So it's like, what are you going to get out of them? This is a week where you start chase Claypool though. Really? You think so? 
Yeah, he's playing Minnesota. I still do. He's, I mean, maybe, I guess. He hasn't scored more than 11 points, though, since week five. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> like, he's been bad. I know the Vikings is a good matchup, but he's been bad. Mm. And he didn't practice on Monday or the estimated practice. I don't know. He, there's a chance. He's probably going to be questionable mm. for the game. I don't know. It's gross. I guess you could start him as a low and flex option, but yeah, I think he's kind of trash. Um, James Washington, no go. <laughs> Not that he's trash. I'll take that back. It's just like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. I wouldn't start and James Washington. Get wouldn't get yeah, that's obvious one. Is obvious. Uh, Najee, I'm good to go with. Um, his efficiency hasn't been great, uh, but obviously no. he's had the the opportunity <laughs> to do it. Uh, he's had four, uh, three games over four yards of carry this year. So... <laughs> Yeah, take that I will you. say, the like, funny thing I don't is know that if... it's, a, it's all against tough matchups. <laughs> I know that makes no sense. Uh, yeah, that O line though is not not good. But even 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 so, Najee is a top five running back. Yeah, he's still. You know, is, stupid yeah. about this is what Bell looked like. A little bit. People don't yeah. remember that, but this is what Le'Veon Bell looked like. Yeah, the efficiency is not there because they just don't have a good offensive line. I think when they do get one, uh, he'll be ridiculous. Hopefully, but yeah. You start Najee. Yeah, you do. And then there's For no sure. one else in the running back core. Uh, let's talk about Fryermuth and then end the show. Fryermuth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tight end to own over Kyle Pitts this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> God, Kyle, I want to pull up the numbers right now because Pitts, you, I we think, talked about Pitts a couple wrong. weeks ago, and I took back some stuff. But Pitts has fallen off. He's a been bad. He's been. Bad. I mean, to be fair though. He is not – it's like the Hawkinson thing where he looks good, but they don't – like Matt Ryan blows so bad, and they don't utilize him as much as they should. Yeah, um, they really should utilize him. But Matt, Matt Ryan – but yeah. <laughs> just quickly, Matt Ryan has one touchdown in the last four weeks. Gross. Uh, but Pat Fryermuth has 86 fantasy points, um, averaging 7.9 fantasy points per game. Um, so he's actually been relatively decent. He's 0.4 fantasy points off Kyle Pitts. <laughs> well, what are you looking? Because the the one I'm looking at, Firemuth has 92, and Pitts has 101. Oh, I don't know. He Pitts has 101 on mine, and <laughs> Firemuth has 86. Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm looking at fantasy pros. Um, okay, well, I don't know. But no, so I mean, Fryermuth kind of came on after Week Six, um, coming out of the bye. He did have seven targets in in Week Six, but he's had seven, seven, six, nine, seven, four, four the last couple weeks. He's become a red zone target. Um, Minnesota is a tough matchup, so it's not a game that I would play Fryermuth in. If you have other options at tight end, um, I would go yeah. in that direction. But I'm not, I'm not running trotting Fryermuth out here. Right. Out of desperation. Um. He's he's not a bad play though, just because he's good chance he scores a touchdown. He already has six this year, and they've all been, or five of the six has been since the bye. Um, yeah. So he's he's been on a roll. Uh, so I would it's not an awful start against Minnesota, but yeah, it is a tough matchup. So okay, there you go. Thursday night football preview: Vikings Steelers should be an interesting game. I hope it's good. We're running running on a Thursday night football game, so. Uh, hopefully it really is a good one but um yeah there you go got trade targets got starts and sits see you later this week guys
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.